This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Personations. Scary, uh, huh? Right? Uh, Marsh with one of his... <laughs> Keeps him from having to get a real job, right? <laughs> Radio is cool. I warned you yesterday, John, that that's yep. what he was going to do with it. You did. You called it. And I love this one, too. Uh, John, did you know John Marsh? He can do Corinne Jean-Pierre. Well, that's your opinion. That is really good. Well, that's your opinion. No, John, I think it's really good. Well, that's your opinion. That's Marsh's KJP. That's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Marsh's... I'm now, the, I'm now the soundboard. Radio is cool. <laughs> Marsh's Beavis and Butthead Feel Good Friday. Uh, welcome into the show. Howsworth, you do any impersonations? I can try a Vern Lundquist later. I, I, <laughs> oh, Vern Lundquist. Yeah, that's a good Who one. Who is that? <laughs> Legendary sportscaster. Uh, well, you know, when you're in radio, here's one of those inside trade radio secrets when you're a young uh, disc jockey, as yep. they used to call them back in the day when you're going and applying for a job. Yep. Uh, you'd have the boss saying, yeah, and uh, do you do any impersonations? And I swear, so I... Uh, and I've done this because I've interviewed people before. Mm -hmm. And I'd say, do you, you know what? If you're doing a morning show, what can you add? What kind of impersonations can you do? And I could have bet a week's worth of Hannah's salary every single time they're going to say, well, I can do an old man impersonation. <laughs> Everybody in the planet can do an old sure. man impersonation. There's Mr. Brian uh, Houseworth. It's good to see you, sir. John Marsh is here. You know what today is? National Disc Jockey Day. Huh? Is it really? Ooh. Johnny, how about that? Johnny Fever. That's it. Yeah. Uh, you want to hear more music and less Nesman. <laughs> We're going to get Brandon's top 40 impersonation. Oh, I've, we've got some old audio. From <laughs> Careful, you might offend the top 40 guys in the building. <laughs> um, by the way, here's something else. Uh, a lot, and I don't know if it's true. I haven't been. A, I, I can't remember the last time I spun records. It's, <laughs> I want to say it's probably, well, I guess, early 2000s. <laughs> And when I was a toddler. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, who is still getting her diapers changed by her mom, and I'm spinning Britney Spears records on ZZZ103. Another 10 in a row straight ahead, nonstop. Uh, but a lot, a lot of uh, the air talents, uh, they don't like to be called the disc jockeys. <laughs> right. They take offense. They get triggered. That's very uh, true. Because uh, Hannah's like, what's a disc? <laughs> right. There actually was a movie, and it's and, and still one of the best movies I've seen, and it was about a disc jockey. It was called Play Misty for Me. Clint Eastwood. Yeah, oh, gosh. And, and, and it was, I'm telling <laughs> Terrifying. you. Yeah, it was. It was a, about a woman stalking a DJ, um, and it was, I mean, it was a big, big deal, and it's realistic. It's pretty realistic in terms of how, you know, they clearly spent time at a radio station because that's the way it was done in those days. But that's the last time I really remember a movie about a DJ. And stock about FM. Well, that's true, but this this one was more. I thought it was more. I thought this one was a little more realistic. Hey, so you, most yeah, it scared the heck out yeah, of people who yeah. never wanted to deal with the listeners again. <laughs> Where was the local movie about radio DJs? The Soul Graffiti. Yeah, as a matter of fact, true. Cosmo, uh, who's on Y one oh seven, Cosmo and Cat. Uh, he was in that uh, movie. I think there was a movie that didn't do too well, Airheads, but it had people like Brendan Fraser and uh, stuff like that. Uh, all right, I am Brad, and rather now that we've introduced all the old white guys on the show, there's Stephanie Bell. Good morning. Uh, producer Hannah is here. What up? What up? Something we can do for you. Eight seven four ninety three ninety eight seven four ninety three ninety. Marsh, are we adding to the tally when it comes to classified documents this morning? Anything uncovered overnight? 
Well, I don't know. Maybe we should uh, defer to the president on that one after he actually commented on it. As a matter of fact, President Biden uh, yesterday, he's, he's proud of his handling of the what he's been telling the American people about the classified documents. And then this statement. Lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. There's no there there. Thank you. There's no there there. And he also made it, and again, I'm paraphrasing, you may have the soundbite, but he basically told the reporters, I don't know why you're ta- asking me about this. You should be asking about other other things. And he was talking about the storms in California. He, you know, obviously he's been briefed. And I think that clearly at the White House, the spokeswoman is telling everybody that she's basically done answering questions. She's going to refer everything to the DOJ. So we'll, we'll see. Um, but, yeah, that... Uh, I didn't. I haven't heard anything new as far as any any other discoveries overnight. So there's no new documents that we're aware of uh, at the very least. Bridges are up this morning. Weather today about 40 degrees here on a feel good Friday. Chiefs in action this weekend against Jacksonville. So we wanted to bring in somebody from Jacksonville Media. Like, how hard is that to be a cheerleader for your home team when you're about to go and get your rear end crushed by the Kansas City Chiefs? I'm being assumptive, but I assume sometimes because sometimes it works and sometimes I'm I'm right. Uh, and hopefully we're right here. So as it turns out, Joe McClain, uh, you might remember him from his days on ABC 17, actually spent time here with the Zimmer Group. He's now working in Jacksonville, uh, Florida. He's going to be joining us 710. And we have Excellent. a pa- pastor on the show here, the one that I drugged down uh, <laughs> off the stage at the governor's prayer breakfast. Because sometimes when I tell a story... It's very exaggerated. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes not. I hope it's not, because it's all... It's hilarious. So at the governor's prayer breakfast, when it was uh, over, fell off the stage. Uh, yeah. Literally. Uh, yeah, yeah. For real. <laughs> Remind you. Know, most and pe- took people with them. Right. Most people have a mic drop moment at the end of that. You just had a body drop moment, I guess. <laughs> a rather drop moment. After telling the story, you're going to be like Joe Biden. No one is going to want to stand next to you for any pictures or anything. After everyone hears, hey, if you're standing next to Brandon and he goes down, guess what? You're going with him. So, Pastor, the dude I brought down with me, <laughs> I'm t- they're all going down. Gosh, darn it. He's here at 810 to fact check my uh, story. Uh, so, a lot of cool things happening on a feel-good Friday. Winners and losers of the week, 835. Things kids should be taught in school. They're not getting taught in school anymore. We might jump into some of this throughout the morning, 635. We might start with uh, that. Alec Baldwin charged yesterday. My favorite part is watching. Okay, so MSNBC, USA Today, CNN. Uh, obviously, oh my gosh, yeah, somebody with a gun, somebody charged. Yes, we've got to get guns off the street. But, oh, wait, that's our homeboy, Alec Baldwin. We love Baldwin. How do we handle this? So he's charging he's charged with involuntary manslaughter. Yeah, and he's not the only one. I think there were also, um, I think someone's already agreed to a plea. And I think that was the person who handed him the gun. And then the person who is is on stage in charge of the weapons also received some sort of charge. So this was, they were doing a movie. This is, uh, what was this, 2021? It's been a long yeah. time. Uh, and he's on a set and apparently in a scene calls him to fire a gun and... Apparently, the gun was somehow loaded. It was a prop gun that went off. But remember, and he did a TV interview with George, George Stephanopoulos on ABC. And I always wonder, when it comes to something like that, 
I'm like, should you be talking regardless of how innocent you you think you might be? Do you go on the TV? Well, yeah, it's George Stephanopoulos because, you know, he's going to bend over for you. But is it still a wise move? I think any lawyer would say no. <laughs> well, that's what I wonder. What would you, even though you don't handle criminal law, if no, there's... No, I would, no. Hey, Stephanie, uh, no. um, um... Uh, but I'm innocent. I'm going to go defend myself. That never goes well, I don't think. But but Stephanie, Marissa Hollowood from ABC 17 called me once to do, and you'd say... No, let it play out in the courts. Uh, and so on what... And, and in that interview, I don't know if you remember this. Someone is responsible for what happened, and I can't say who that is, but I know it's not me. <laughs> well, what's and, what's and the they, game we played the other morning? Not it! Yeah. Not it. That's what they're playing in the White House this morning. As more and more officials within the administration keep coming out and saying, uh, hey, uh, I, I didn't know anything about it. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. That's what Baldwin is saying. Somebody's responsible, but it ain't me. Yeah, and I think that's where the three of these folks get involved because I think they said, you know, I think his thing was, well, if the guy who handed it to me checked it, then it wouldn't happen. And if the person who was in, responsible for all of the prop weapons had done their job, then it wasn't me. And I think, you know, the victim's family is saying, look, if any one of you would have checked, she would still be alive. John, I know you like to hunt stuff, and I know you take your gun safety very seriously. What was the first thing you learned when you were taught, hey, you're going to go hunting, here's how you handle the gun, here's how you do it safely? What was the first thing you were taught? Ever pointed at anything you don't intend to shoot. I haven't shot, I haven't fired a whole lot of guns. I love to shoot with my dad once in a while. He recently got to fire an AR-15, made him giggle. Um, but I remember even as 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 a kid, you just never point a gun. And I remember sometimes, what about this? Like, how far do you take it? Because, like, you'd get some moms in the neighborhood when we were playing cowboys and Indians with the pop guns and you'd have the water guns. And you'd get some of those moms that come out on the porch with their hair in a bonnet waving the frying pan at you. You don't point those guns at somebody. Toy guns? You know, how far do you take it? That sounds like my mother. <laughs> John, you don't point that gun at anybody. She boy, yeah. I mean, those Nerf guns have gotten really serious lately, and on in close range, I mean, they can, you know, they can hurt you. I don't like, I don't, I don't love. I mean, my kids have plenty of Nerf guns, but yeah, I don't love. My that. whole takeaway from the this whole story was why in the world were there live rounds on a movie set? And they said, oh, they like to go out, and they were out in the desert, and they'd go out and target practice. I'm going, well, you're just asking for an accident to happen. Ah, stuff happens, and stuff happened, and somebody died. So Alec Baldwin uh, being charged. Somebody's responsible, but it's not me. Well, there's prosecutors in New Mexico that uh, disagree uh, with with what you're saying there. Coming up just a few minutes from now here on the uh, show, we are going to be doing the daily DC rundown. I want to give a quick shout out. As a matter of fact, this guy is going to be one of my winners of the week. 835 every feel good Friday. We pick winners and losers of the week. And we've got a dude, uh, Nathan. He is being deployed to, uh, well, he's being deployed. I don't know if I can say where he is going to. He is listening uh, from Norfolk, Virginia this morning on the app. All around good dude. I've, I had, he, he'd been a texture for a long time. Uh, I'd never met the guy. And you know what's cool is when we meet people, 
that come on the show that some of these people we've never met. At the Mizzou game, I met Matt Pitzer, and I've never met him in person, and I saw his name tag, and I'm sure I freaked him out because I, like, I think I fangirled. I was like, Matt Pitzer, oh my gosh! You know, you know, I, I love talking to you on the show, um, and, and he was kind of like, who are you? And then we, he realized, and it was like, oh, okay, this is fun. It's just as cool for us to meet you, I think. Uh, but uh, uh, Nathan is one of these guys. Uh, I recognized him. Uh, I recognized his name. Uh, he approached me in the gym, and he says, hey, are you the guy that works with Stephanie Bell and producer <laughs> Hannah? And I said, why, yes, I am. Lucky guy. Yeah, and he says, it's Nathan. And I, I mm. oh my gosh, how cool is that? All right, coming up, uh, he is getting uh, deployed. He is one of my winners of the week. He is the kind of dude you definitely want repping us when uh, we go overseas. Coming up, Daily DC. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Opinion in a leak that Chief Justice John Roberts called an egregious... An egregious... Lack of trust is what he called it. That's getting us into today's daily DC rundown. Trying to who who's the leaker? Who's responsible? Stephanie's been following this story closely, and that's what leads us off in today's daily DC rundown. Well, after eight months, a hundred and twenty interviews, uh, we have no idea. Who's they the don't leaker? Know. Uh, and apparently, it said like some eighty people could have potentially. The way I understood, it, like maybe some eighty people could have. Well, at least 97 people played a game of not it and swore that they didn't disclose the draft. So they asked people just straight up, you know, did you disclose it? And they said, nope. They swore under oath. So there's, they're playing the Alec Baldwin game. Someone is responsible, but I know it's not me. Somebody, but it wasn't me. Well, they, so they, yeah, they talked to a whole bunch of folks. They, uh, they said it, the investigation is not fully over. They said there's some, uh, electronic data analysis that still needs to occur, but right now they can't be for sure who, um, who took it. They are who disclosed it. They said they couldn't rule out an inadvertent disclosure. For example, by being left in a public space, either inside or outside the building. So you've got the opinion and just, oopsie, the most important opinion in the last 50 years, I just left it on a bench. And I'm thinking, you know, like, if you have like a check for like $20, maybe I, maybe I misplaced that. If I have a check for $20,000, I'm probably going to keep a pretty close eye on it. So it's not like, you know, if you've got like the most historic opinion in your bag, you're not just going to leave it behind, I don't think. Or maybe you, you put that historic opinion in a garage, you at least lock the garage. Right. Well, they did say that in this analysis that the, they um, recognize that the Supreme Court has outdated security policies, um, access to, uh, and, and that too many people have access to the sensitive information. Um, they also said that it, a lot of the employees acknowledge telling their spouse the vote count or, you know, something about the opinion um, and actually admitted to that. So they said, you know, there are some things that we've realized through the investigation that we're going to have to clean up. Which is interesting. I think some people in certain professions, you know, you come home at the end of the day and you want to share with your spouse. You want to share how your day was. And sometimes you got stuff that's sitting on your head and you just want to get it out of there. But some people in some professions like shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, I just I, I can't talk about some of that stuff. Yeah, well, and so that's, again, all over the Dobbs 
Jacobs decision, and we heard from Representative, former Representative Walsh this week that the March for Life is uh, happening today in D.C., um, whereas before they were really focused on, you know, Supreme Court stuff. Now that debate after Dobbs really goes over to the Capitol, so they're focused on, you know, kind of talking to Congress. By the way, there's a lot of religious leaders that are, and some right here in Missouri actually, religious leaders that are saying, hey, uh, uh, they need to make restrictions, they need to loosen restrictions, states need to loosen restrictions. These are people in the religion saying this. And about the documents, Joe Biden said, there's no there there. He said, we found a handful of documents. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Spelling anymore, right? Because we got spell check and we got autocorrect and that takes care of most things, but not everything. Like if you're like me and you get that red squiggly line under a word and then it gives you 10 options to choose from, you're like, uh, it's harder now. Uh... I didn't know the first time. I'm not going to know when you give me 10 multiple choice options to choose from, right? Just throw something in, Bill Gates. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Corey Michaelis. You know, I love that because you get a lot of kids. There was a guy I used to work with in Florida. He was, uh, he was in his early 20s, and I would ask him something, and he would say, and he was an intelligent dude. He was book smart, let me say. He'd studied a lot. So he was a book intelligent dude. And I would ask him, like, hey, do you know? And he'd go, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. And then he would Google it. I eventually learned, oh, you don't know it. You're just Googling it. That's all. Using his resources. Using his resources. But we've gotten so lazy with spelling because of the computer. You don't need to do it. And I will. uh, And like one of the worst experiences of my life was the bar exam. Um, How come? Well, because it was the bar exam. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nup said. But, but there's a written portion, and you know, you're used to Microsoft Word and everything else, and you put this special program on your computer, and you basically got like the old notepad. Like, no. Yes, it was just like a white screen. I think you could like bold and underline, but there was no spell check, no formatting, nothing. And I, I feel sorry for the person who had to read my test because my spelling I'm sure was terrible. Well, you apparently passed, I so did. you're good. Yeah, and we appreciate the fact that you're here. And there's, um, it's, and that's what I wonder what's taught in schools nowadays. Well, we know what's happening in one local school. We're going to get to that story here on uh, on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is getting some national attention from libs of, uh, of TikTok. Uh, but like I was telling Hannah earlier, my, I've got some nephews go to school in the Wentzville area. They don't teach them cursive handwriting anymore. Right? And I guess that's like where your kids go to the school, they teach the cursive. They know of cursive, but it's not like they. <laughs> I've heard of it. I've heard stories. Like my daughter, like when when you know when you're a third grade girl, you like do all sorts of weird stuff with your handwriting. So they've seen it and they kind of play with it. But it's not like you know what we had to do, where you had to practice it over and over. And even me, like, have you ever have you written a check lately? Like I'm still like, okay, the T or the F. I'm like, okay, let me think here. <laughs> I have not written a check in a long oh, time. Oh, I have. 874-9390. So we posted on the uh, on the Facebook page, what are some things that should be taught in uh, schools? A couple of highlights uh, real quick that, uh, that, that you're thinking are in your mind. Y'all need to, op- we need to open a school because our <laughs> listeners have a lot of really good ideas. Uh, yeah, uh, my, well, I never replaced the light bulb in my blinker yet. Oh, um, come on. So like basic car maintenance, I think is one. And one that I have gotten on to my old university about, and I think could be done better in high school as well, is basic financial, personal financial literacy. Hannah? The number one answer from the post on the Wake Up Facebook page would be personal finance. Yeah. And I believe that is a requirement for graduation 
in the state of Missouri. No. I believe so. No one ever taught me that. I had to take it to graduate. A class? Yeah, it was a semester-long class. About how to balance your checkbook, basically, right? Yeah, so at least the way we did it in Centralia, we did some of the Dave Ramsey course. That's good. Um, So we kind of just focused on the first couple of baby steps. So, you know, the basics of what's a checking account versus what's a savings account, how to write a check, how to balance your checkbook. Um, We talked a lot about how to pay off debt. And how, like the basics of how to plan for retirement. But yeah, I had to take that to graduate. Uh, I would say uh, mechanics because I'm a, I'm horrible with cars. If, if you ever have car issues, you don't go to Hannah because you know who Hannah goes to when she has car issues? She comes to me. <laughs> Not no more. <laughs> Not anymore. She doesn't. <laughs> Steph has, uh, she's got, uh, her, her turn signal, uh, lights, but it's sitting in her cup holder. Um, Marsh would be the, like you rebuild cars and stuff, don't you? Mm, occasionally, unsuccessfully, most times, but yeah, I mess with them. Or you at least have some sitting out in your front yard on cinder exactly. blocks to make people think that you're rebuilding them. Bell down, killed three dogs, right? Isn't that the old line? <laughs> Welcome to the show. So we're going to be covering that throughout the morning. Some great responses. I and I think, and I'll keep going back to. I think when kids go to college, I think they should reteach the Constitution. I I've, absolutely. I think. It. I think so, too. I think cooking. We've all heard those stories. Like, I think somebody that I know, like, tried to make a grilled cheese in a toaster. You know, put something in a microwave for, like, half an hour because they had never Why used a microwave before. Me? You've tried to make a grilled cheese in a toaster? Oh, no. no, but Brandon's, like, staring me down as if I'm the person you're talking no, about. I, I have a cheat recipe for grilled cheese. Uh, if if you're in a hurry, you put your toast in the toaster and you take your piece of uh, American cheese and you drape it over a butter knife and you hold that butter knife over the toaster just high enough so that it warms the cheese, not to where it melts, but it just warms the cheese. As soon as the toast pops out, you put it in between the toast. Boom. Melted cheese. Uh, no. That's what, I, I, that's what I learned at Southeast Missouri State. I did have, I went to Jeff City High and I had World Foods and we, it was really great. We had a, you know, but it was an elective class. But I think a lot of people, you know, we talk about health and all the things going on in the world. And I think if we knew a little bit more about food coming out, we would be better off. Now, Southern Boone has like the learning garden. And so they grow food and learn about vegetables. And I think that's really great. I didn't have that. I'm wondering, uh, maybe some schools, uh, they should teach how to in- investigate or look into things. A lot of traction. Senator Caleb Rowden has posted this. Libs of TikTok. I don't know if you ever, you ever get onto the libs of TikTok. I know of it. I don't really follow it. Uh, they've got some good stuff from time to time, but apparently there is the city of Columbia putting on a diversity, their annual Columbia Values Diversity Breakfast. They invited uh, some school folks. They invited some school kids. One of the things they did is they had a performance from some drag performers. And apparently, and there's a video, I've seen you've got people like City Councilman Andrea, uh, City Councilwoman Andrea Wayner tripped, uh, tipping these drag performers. This happened at the executive, uh, Holiday Inn Executive uh, Center. Uh, and listen, uh, should should kids be exposed to, to drag shows? No, I just don't. Do I want my kids to see drag shows? No. Nope. Do I have an issue with drag shows? No. You want to dress up and pretend you're a chick? That's okay. You want to go watch those shows? Whatever. Just don't take the kids along. Don't take the kids. And if you're going to, uh, <laughs> tell the parents. That's the bigger issue here is apparently Columbia. And, and here's what's funny is we're watching some of what's happening with the Columbia Public School District in the and in, in the city is regarding what. Ha- so there were kids apparently in this room seeing drag 
performers. Uh, that is just flat out wrong. But it's consistent. Columbia Public School District, uh, they are incredibly consistent. But basically is, is what we're seeing, according to libs of TikTok. Someone is responsible, but I know it's not me. So you've got, there's an email from David Seaman who sits on the school board. Uh, he says this program, the most of the program uh, is unknown to the public. If you have any issues with the scheduled events during the diversity celebration, the best action would be to address your concerns with the city council or the office of the city manager. Libs of TikTok has a response from uh, the spokesperson from the Columbia Public School District. Uh, and they go on. Oh, the performance included the national anthem, faith leaders, this, this, and that, WNBA superstar Renee Montgomery, keynote speaker. The last portion was a 15-minute dance and singing performance by Inclusion. And they include a link to the website, to the city website, where kids were at this event. So if somebody from the school district would have simply went in, researched, and clicked that link, they would have seen, oh, an inclusion is going to be there. Well, who's inclusion? Uh, parents didn't know this was going on. And there's actually even apparently a... Uh, there was a permission slip. Permission and I think slip. that's, you know, as a parent, we get permission slips all the time. Hey, we're going to the park. You know, does your kid want a sack lunch? Okay, fine. You know, whatever. And so, but it was a pretty detailed, uh, you know permission slip and said hey your kid's gonna go to this you know diversity breakfast and you know nowhere in there did it say anything about you know a drag show and i would also say it was not high school students it was middle school students um i have a middle school age son um and so yeah i mean i think if it would have said hey by the way there's going to be this performance by this group as a parent i could have made an informed choice you know what regardless of how i felt about drag shows or about the age of my kid you know and i would have been informed i think some parents um, you know, and, and yeah, if my kid came home and said, hey, mom, guess, guess what I saw today? And I was like, really? What? Mm -hmm. um, it would having not had the opportunity to talk about it first, I think, um, is really tough as a parent. Yeah, and it's it's flat out. It's it's wrong. And again, it's and that's the thing. Columbia Public School District, they are consistent with their poor leadership. This is consistent. And regardless of what you think, uh, because well, what's so wrong with drag shows? Listen, I don't have an issue with it. I don't. Do I want my grandkids to go and see it? Sure don't. I would no less want them to bring in. Dancers from Rumors, which is uh, as much as yeah. Missouri has stripper. I don't want dancers from Rumors. Look, I've been in. to a drag show, but I bought a ticket, so I knew I was going mm -hmm. to a drag show. I think that's part of the problem is that, you know, these ki the parents, you know, and, and you know what? I didn't take my kid, right? So I think, you know, that's that I think was a, is a lot of people showed up and did not know that's what it was. And I think, and especially for the kids, um, and so I think that's where the issue was. If the permission slip would have said, hey, there's going to be a drag performance and people made an informed choice either way, fine. But that's not what happened here. Uh, now, it's, flat out, it's flat out wrong. I've reached out to city manager, to Carlin Seawood, to ask him uh, about this. Said we would like to get some of your time because we have at least, apparently on record, at least a couple of officials saying, yeah, you need to contact the city about this. I still call BS. That's Alec Baldwin. Somebody's responsible. It's not me. If you're, as a school district, if you're responsible for the kids and you're letting parents take them out on a field trip and it says on the city of Columbia's website is going to perform, uh, include a performance by by drag show somebody dropped the ball again 
within the Columbia Public School District. And regardless of what the performance is, I think anytime you're kind of shocked, it shocks the conscious. I went to, I, I don't know that I can say, I went to a business function um, and it was, it was, there were skits involved, but it was uh, heterosexual skits um, and I was embarrassed. Um, I was like, my friend's parents were there and I was like, this is a little bit racy for a business and, and you know and I was un, I was made uncomfortable and so I don't think it has anything to do with the dra- you know the nature of the performance itself but I think there you get to a level where it, you know this is not the forum for what we're doing here and kids 8749390 Tara welcome into the show what's up um I was just calling in my son was one of the students that was um at the event yesterday, um, he actually has severe autism and is in a district classroom at in Columbia Public School District. And uh, he was invited by his principal to um, go and be part of it with some classmates from his school, which I was really excited about because originally, you know, disability is often left out of the um, diversity conversation. And we really... Um, struggle with getting him involved in the school and like he's only been invited on two field trips his entire school career um, he's typically isolated with his peers these kind of things and so we we're really excited and we worked really hard to come up with a plan to make it successful for him because you know there's several hundred people there um, our principal even worked with the city of Columbia um, getting a table at the edge of the room um, so they knew he would be in attendance because we set up a special table so that it would be a less um, um, sensory, it'd be a better sensory experience as far as noise and all and people at the edge of the room. Hey, Tara, can, uh, can you do me a favor? I want to chat with you. I have to take a quick break. Are you willing to hold for a few minutes? Because I want to hear your story. Can you hold? Yeah, sure. All right, thank you. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert, 93.9 The Eagle. Someone is responsible, but I know it's not me. It's Alec Baldwin in that TV interview prior to him getting charged yesterday. Somebody's responsible, it's not me. Sounds an awful lot like what a local school district in mid-Missouri is doing this morning. They uh, they uh, took some students to an annual, uh, it's the Columbia Values Diversity Breakfast Holiday Inn Executive Center. So this is taking place, I'm guessing, yesterday while Wake Up Mid-Missouri is on the show. And parents were shocked to the point State Senator Caleb Browden has tweeted about this. Libs of TikTok have picked up a story on this. Uh, drag performers at this show where kids were... And I don't care if you think drag's okay. I don't care about people that want to dress up and pretend like they're a chick and do comedy and all that stuff. Um, this is wrong for two reasons. Shouldn't be in front of kids that are under the age of 18. And, and I ask people, you might be okay with it. Are you okay with your kids? But I think the bigger issue apparently is what we're getting at least from, according to Libs of TikTok, one school board member, David Seaman, said it is the program is unknown to the public. Uh, city officials oversee the planning and programming. Uh, there is also apparently uh, a response from the public information offer, officer from the Columbia Public School District. says the last portion was a 15-minute dance and singing performance by inclusion. And they include, and it says, if you have questions about the event or the organization of the event, you should contact the City of Columbia Office of Cultural Affairs. There is a link. You go onto the website. It says on the city of Columbia, here's what we're going to do. One of the performances is by inclusion. I would think anybody, if you're taking kids out of a school building, and parents have signed permission notes, by the way, if you're taking them out of a school building, 
you're going to check out what was on there. A simple search on the city of Columbia's website would have said inclusion. Somebody with half a brain there in the school district would have said, oh, yeah, maybe this is not a good idea. Listener Tara has called in. Child who is autistic, diversity, and inclusion. And we don't include people that have special needs, as they're called sometimes. We don't include them enough in, hey, diversity and inclusion. Tara, thank you for staying with us. I'm going to have about a minute here. Your child went, special needs, super excited, let me ask you this first. Are you okay with, with drag shows personally? Yeah, if a consenting adult wants to do that, that okay. is their choice, and right. I have no issues with them making that choice. What was you, and you, so did the principal that invited your child, did the principal know? Do you know? Did the principal know that no. this is going to be in taking fact, place? In fact, the principal is the only person I've gotten an apology from. He called uh, yesterday afternoon, and we had a conversation, and he was very apologetic, and he's like, you know, I, sh- he's, like I should have vetted. I didn't realize this would be a thing. And I think that several people have been to this breakfast before and had different types of performances and weren't expecting it. Yeah. And, you know, and he's the only one that said, you know, I had your kid. It was my responsibility to vet. And mm. I told him, I really don't put this on him yeah. at all. Um, but that was his yeah. response. All right, Tara, thank- and is your, is, is your kid okay this morning? Yes, he's fine. Um, I mean, he he isn't verbal. And so that's part of the reason I have problems is I don't know what he processes. And we can't have conversations. And lots of times, like, we monitor his shows. Tara, I'm I'm sorry. I 